0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Thursday, the 21st day in September of 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to make it through, hopefully the back half of your work week. We're going to get started with cleaning. Clorox is a company that makes a variety of chemicals, including a huge line of cleaning products, and in August they were the victim of an unspecified ransomware attack. Well, the company has disclosed that they are still, over a month later, evaluating evaluating the full extent of the impact that that attack had to their business and finances. They are experiencing delays in processing orders, there are product outages, all of this because of a ransomware attack. And more importantly, the company is saying that they now believe, they're disclosing to investors, that this will have a material impact on their Q1, quarter one financial results. Now, interestingly, here, no hacking group that we know of has taken direct responsibility for the attack. And Clorox is saying that it thinks the unauthorized activity is quote contained and that they've taken steps to address the incident. Some people will say that that sounds like Clorox paid the ransomware operators, who then had no need to claim credit because they got paid. They don't need to shame a company that paid them. We don't know for sure. What we know is that ransomware continues to have large-scale impacts, and in this case, it looks like a ransomware attack in August can impact a company's quarter one financial reporting. We're going to move to another company, this one Juniper. Juniper is the manufacturer of a huge number of products in the cyber world, ranging from switches, to firewalls, to routers. Specifically though, if you use any of Juniper's EX switches or SRX firewalls, patch now. There was a slew of flaws that were fixed in August. Juniper addressed these. They're tracked as CVE 2023, 36844, 36845, 36846, and, you guessed it, 36847. Now, these flaws are all considered medium severity, so some organizations may deprioritize them. But, we do know that these have been available to be patched for over a month now, And scans of the internet show tens of thousands of vulnerable devices that criminals can, by abusing these flaws, gain access to, disrupt the services of, and cause serious repercussions to those who don't patch soon. We're going to move from companies to Canada. The Canada Border Services Agency, CBSA, has confirmed that they were experiencing connectivity issues at check-in kiosks and electronic gates at a variety of airports in Canada last week. So if you were traveling, you likely already know this. You probably experienced this. But what you might not know is that this was an attack against Canadian entities. Hacktivists have, over the last few months, targeted NATO allies because those hacktivists are pro-Russian. They perceive NATO as the, quote, enemy and they've been doing diligent hacktivist activities to express their displeasure with countries, specifically in this case, Canada. Now, there's no direct link to pro Russian hacktivists in this distributed denial of service attack against these airports. But a hacktivist group called No Name has claimed credit for a number of DDoS targeting similar institutions in Canada over the last few months. Stands to reason that this was them as well. We can't confirm that. What we can confirm is that when the country that you reside in, live in, or are traveling in are making anti-Russian sentiment or part of what Russia perceives to be the enemy, you could experience some disruptions from hacktivists in the short term. And thinking bigger picture, thinking down the line about what other conflicts in the world could occur, you really need to assess how your country might react maybe vote accordingly, and just understand that the geopolitical context of nations can decide your potential cyber threat landscape. And that's where we're going to end today, with a geopolicy policy that has, <laughs> frankly, had some very significant repercussions, and this taking place in Germany. As Germany uh, faces the reality that Ukraine has been invaded by Russia, as part of the global economy, Russia uh, supplies a huge amount of natural resources to Europe, specifically natural gas. And so Germany took steps to reduce its dependence on Germany by producing liquid natural gas facilities and pipelines that would help reduce again that reliance on Russia because Germany perceives Russia is doing a bad thing, and so to punish them, uh, punitively, with financial impact, they are reducing the impact of natural gas, meaning they're not paying as much money to Russia. Obviously, there's some concern that pro-Russians will perceive this negatively, that longtime trade partners are abandoning them and supporting their enemies, and that's exactly what Germany has done. They have supported weapons w- uh, to Ukraine in their fight against Russian aggression and invasion. And so it's no surprise that the head of Germany's Foreign Intelligence Service is warning the world that these liquid natural gas terminals in Germany could be very ripe targets for cyber attack. In a worst case scenario, a cyber attack could, in theory, cause explosions at these facilities by manipulating the pressurized systems contained within these facilities. We're talking thousands of pounds of pressure and a lot of movement of liquid at high volume. This could be catastrophic. The most likely scenario is that terminals that supply and basically route these liquid natural gas resources could be negatively impacted, meaning that end consumers could be Um, made to have disruptions in their service, which is problematic, especially going into the winter months when it could be very cold. You want liquid natural gas to help heat your home. Bottom line, another example of the intersection of politics and cyber and how nations, in this case, Russia, but it could be any nation, will potentially use cyber to defend itself or its perceived Uh, eminence in the world, in this case, the economy. And so what you need to know is that cyber is a tool of statecraft, and Germany is very aware of that and is warning that their decisions in the geopolitical sphere could invite cyber attack. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding day. It's going to be a great one, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy. Michael Kimmett, signing off welcome back listeners today's tip of the cap goes to a 93 year old who scratched something important off of his bucket list everett collin at the age of 93 has successfully scaled half dome a climb in Yosemite National Park in the United States. The climb took him two days and spanned over 4,000 feet in elevation changes, not something many 93-year-olds are capable of, and yet Everett Collin was able to do it with a smile on his face. So to you, Everett Collin, a sincere tip of the cap for showing that age is just a number, that the human spirit and body can persevere in setting an outstanding example for intrepid explorers everywhere. And please, keep on climbing.